This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Well, tonight's called, What is the Purpose for the Shield of Faith? And we're going to be talking about healing all night. What is the purpose for the shield of faith? But uh, And I know we're going to have things on the screen. But as we worship the Lord, the Lord gave me something else. And so, uh, if you've got a notebook, write this down. If not, then when you get home, watch this again on YouTube or on Facebook. And I don't know if it's anything else or not, but at least on those two, I know it is. And, and write this down, what I'm going to give you. The Lord gave me this years ago from Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. And I want to give it to you tonight before we start. Because it's fresh tonight, as anointed for you, and it'll really help you. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, the Word of God says this, that God is upholding all things by the word of His power. Upholding all things by the word of His power. And then here's what He gave me as a definition for that, what that means for us. There's an old translation that I have, Brother Hagin used to use it a lot, and I've got one of the old ones. It's called the Rotherham Translation, and it says this, Also bearing up all things by the utterance of his power. Everything in this whole world is held together because of what God uttered, what God spoke by the utterance of his power. And there's, there's a Greek word for two different, there's two different kinds, kinds of, uh, uh, things that the, 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 the word, word comes from the Bible. There's a rhema, there's a rhema word, which is the spoken word, and there's the logos, which is the written word. Well, we have the written word right in front of us right now. This is the logos, the written word, that says God holds everything together by the rhema, the spoken word. And so now listen to this. The Holy Ghost gave me this. I wrote it in my Bible, and it's in line with everything that I believe, everything I do. It's how I live. Here's what he told me. Faith-filled words are spiritual containers of the power of God. I've talked about your health tonight. I've talked about your life, your quality of life. And we're supposed to be imitators of God as dear children, according to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. We're supposed to imitate God our Father and do what He did and act like He acted. How do you know how God would act? Well, John chapter 14, Jesus said, You've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, I do what I see the Father do. I say what I hear the Father say. <clears throat> and so the Father, the Word says, holds everything together by the power that's released in His Word. So faith-filled words, now get this, this is so real to me. Faith-filled words are spiritual containers of the power of God. That is the Word of God spoken in faith. Now listen to this, you'll see this in the sermon tonight. When our faith-filled words reach their intended target... They will produce exactly and precisely what God's Word says they will. When our faith-filled words reach their intended target, they will produce exactly and precisely what God's Word says they will. I think about Pastor Dave Philippians 4.19 of the offering. If you, if you want abundance, you got to speak abundance. If you want health, you got to speak health. If you want a blessed home, you got to speak blessings over your home. And that's why we speak these blessings over Barstow every service. Faith-filled words are spiritual containers. And uh, you know Proverbs 18.21, death and life are the power of the tongue. Your words 
are going to make you or break you. Your words are going to kill or bring life into everything you face. And so anyway, that's that, that's not really part of my written notes, but I wanted to give that to you to get a hold of that. And so you can go back here and get on the Internet. But start off with, look at Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5. Where's Dylan at? He usually shouts, when did we get that first verse? Uh, man, are you, are, you, are you a man or a mouse? Psalms 103, verse 1 through 5. Pastor Dave, <laughs> it's the end of the year, and we're got to retrain them again for next year. To the excitement you show for the Word of God is the excitement you show for God about Him. Amen? How many are excited to hear the Word of God tonight? That's why we're here. Amen? And so, uh, what is the purpose for the shield of faith? Well, this morning, I was meditating on these five verses from my own life, which I do quite frequently. I meditate on the Word of God every morning, and I try to always, and I'll be 41 years old in January, I've always tried, because I learned off people that are smarter than me, been around longer than me, I've learned that you've got to always, always, always feed yourself on healing scriptures. Feed yourself on faith scriptures. And so this morning, I was meditating on these verses right here. And then the Lord spoke to me, just supernaturally gave me this sermon for tonight. And so I like it when he just gives me a sermon because he wants to, because he wants to help people. And so it says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. I want you to notice something. How many know that you're a spirit being? You possess a soul, your mind, one emotions, and you live in a physical body. Well, your spirit is always ready to bless the Lord. Your spirit is always ready to talk about the Lord. But sometimes you have to talk to your soul. You have to talk to your emotions. You have to talk to your feelings. <clears throat> you have to talk to your mind, because your spirit and your mind are two different things. And with all the negative news there is in the world today, with all the doom and gloom, all the fake news, all the bad news, all the negative news. King David went through a lot of things, and King, King David learned a lesson he's passing on to us. He said, I'm going to tell my soul, so you will bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. And so sometimes you have to say things like, head, shut up. You're not going to control my life. Feelings, shut up. I'm going to bless the Lord. And sometimes you just have to start jumping up and down yourself and do something to stir yourself. Well, that's what David was doing. He said, so you will bless the Lord. You're not going to control my life. I'm the spirit man on the inside, and I'm telling you what to do. So he said, so bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits. And, you know, we as Christians have to be able to look at the Bible in a spiritual way and recognize this is a spiritual covenant, a contract from God. God's the one that wrote the, con wrote the contract. And I know that different people, as they're changing jobs, wanting a better job, I've heard so many times from people, Oh, pastor, 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 I got a chance to get this good job or grip me. And they got benefits. They got health care. They got prescription, prescription drug coverage, and it cost me nothing. Oh, I want this job. It's got benefits. Well, we as Christians have to know that the main, the main benefit 
of God's covenant with us is we get to go to heaven if we believe Jesus as our Savior, we receive Him, and we live for Him. But then while we're on earth, we're not just stuck down here in a life of misery. There's benefits. Amen. And too many Christians don't remember the benefits or don't know about the benefits or don't know how to cash in, if you will, on their benefits, how to get them. And so he says, forget not all his benefits. And in the time we live in right now, this is a good time to remind yourself of these two benefits he talks about. Who forgives all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Except we get to the 21st century, there might be something called COVID come out. God didn't know about that. And so that's not in, that's not in the contract because that's a new one. It's not new with God. He says he forgives all your iniquities. Well, God can never heal me because I brought this on myself. Things I did, I turned my back on God for a while. I just come back to him. And so I know that I opened the door for this. I did it. Well, David said he forgives some of your iniquities unless you knew better. No, he said he forgives all your iniquities. And he said that first so people like you and people like me would understand that God looks at sin and sickness from the same family, the family of the devil. Satan is a spiritual father behind sin and sickness. Amen. Sin and sickness are in the same family. He said that God heals all your, all your diseases because he forgives all your sins. And so he said that, and the Bible, all the way through the Bible, teaches a principle that God wants Christians to know if they confess their sins to him, he'll forgive them, and that opens the door for you to receive his healing. Because there's too many Christians that have done wrong things, and they think God will never forgive them. Well, you know, if he won't, we need to take this, uh, these verses out of the Bible then and say, well, that's not for today, because I want to read things that's for today. You know, I think about the little boy walking out of church in that modern, modern church where they wanted to change things to go with the times. And as the pastor was teaching, he said, well, of course, we know this is not for the day. Kids walking out the door, always got two, two covers, no pages left in the Bible. Pastor just said, man, what's the matter with your Bible? Where's all your pages? Said, well, today he says not for today. I tore that one out too, because no need to have something not for today. This is for for today. God forgives whatever it is you've done if you will confess it to Him, walk away from it. Amen. And so, therefore, you should have no blockages to receive healing. If you need healing, God said, I took that excuse away that you did bad things. I said, I forgave them. Amen. Is that good preaching or what? Praise God. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm forgiven. I'm so glad I'm healed. And then he says, who redeems thy life from destruction. Praise God for that benefit. I don't know about you, but my life was on the road that wasn't a good road, but I received Jesus. He got me off that path of destruction. I'm very sure I would have died many years ago. If he hadn't redeemed my life. When I was 16 years old, the police at an accident I was in called for the coroner and said, this boy's dead. Praise God. My grandma Price prayed for me. I can't wait to see grandma again. She prayed me out of that death. When I was 19 years old, my appendix ruptured. 
I had peritonitis, gangrene, all the inside of my body, and for 11 days, I was in the hospital getting pumped full of antibiotics. I didn't know Jesus. At 19 years old, they told my dad and mom, I had a 50-50 chance, didn't know if I'd make it. Told my wife, he's got a 50-50, don't know if he'll make it. Praise God, I came out of that. And all those other times, when I was a drunken nut, the places I was, all the things could have happened. All the times I could have been killed or killed somebody else because I didn't know what I was doing behind that wheel. All the times I was shot at. I wasn't, I'm not like some of these California gangsters or bad dudes. I was just stupid. I never shot back. <laughs> but I was shot at and never got hit by a bullet. I was in places where I could have died and went to hell. And so one of the benefits is God pulled me out of that mess. He redeemed my life from destruction. Somebody give the Lord a hand. Amen. And so he says, forget not those benefits. He crowned me with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. And so as I meditated these verses this morning for myself, the Lord gave me verse 5 for you. I zeroed in on this for all of you tonight. Notice in verse 5, the first step on your part of joy of the benefits of verse 3 and 4 is to train yourself to talk about the benefits of your salvation. It says he satisfies your mouth with good things. God puts good things in your mouth, and when you know how to use your mouth, your youth will be renewed like the eagles. When you know how to use your mouth, your body will start getting alive with God's word and those benefits of healing. Your life will light up off that destructive path. You'll begin to walk in the light of that loving kindness and tender mercies when you use your mouth in the right way. And so uh, you train yourself to talk about the benefits of salvation and live a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving. Live a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving for all the things that Jesus has already healed and delivered you from and your family. His blessing on your family. You don't know how many times in the last 41 years when I've been on my knees and I would see that car that I was driving when I rear-ended that guy. I had that 390, that Ford 390, please intercept engine, laying on my chest. And I woke up in the hospital in Indianapolis, chained down to a bed because they took me to the criminal ward, with a doctor sitting on me, so in my face. <laughs> Praise God! I, I thank Him for that still. He didn't let me die and go to hell. I think about when I was in that hospital for those 11 days, and that stuff, you know, I, I don't think I'm that old. I don't think that time's flown that Fine, but I know that I hear about appendix now. It's easier now than it was back then, but I had these two great big old sergeant of arms nurses had to sit on me and hold me down. The pain was so bad to pump all that stuff into my system to knock that poison out. Man, that was the most hurtful thing. That was worse than having a baby. Somebody said, well, how would you know that? Well, I've watched a lot of babies be born with my wife. <laughs> but no, no, seriously. I think about when I was in that room, how I dreaded See those two nurses walk in. I was on a deathbed, 
And I needed what they had. But what they had hurt so bad when they did it, I still got three holes in my side to where all they had to do all kinds of stuff in me. You know, that's I wear swimming trucks. I got to pull them up so you don't see my side because I mean, they cut me from there to there. And I just what I'm saying is I still thank God today for that. He brought me out of that because at that age I would have died. I would have went to hell. I think about the rich man and Lazarus in the book of Luke. That I'd be there with that rich man that rejected God. I'd be there crying out now, and Jesus said to be wailing and gnashing the teeth. He said, outer darkness. That's where I'd be. And so I can tell you, I do what David said. I thank you for his benefits. He redeemed my life from destruction. And so we're talking about you. If you want your youth renewed like the eagles, you need to start speaking out of your mouth about those good things God's done for you. You need to let people know about them like I'm letting you know right now. But for me, a lot of times we do communion. And when we're doing communion, I'll close my eyes and I see that wreck again. And I see how Jesus pulled me out of there. I see that hospital bed. I see how Jesus pulled me out of there. And I think about things like that. And what are we talking about? We're talking about how you could enjoy the blessings of God. Amen. And so that's what David said he does. And so uh, I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. Keep it in mind, we're talking about the fact that he satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And, you know, it's kind of a funny thing. I guess my, my wife's always believed that, that part of that verse more than I have. And she's always said ever since I've known her. Her youth is renewed like the eagles, and that's kind of kind of sad sometimes in public. I, I can't tell how old she is. I told I am, but not her. But she's a little bit older than me. But sometimes when people see us, they think she's a lot younger than me. She spoke that verse over her life for 40 years that I know of, that her youth is renewed like the eagles. So I want to tell you, ladies, the best complexion helper in the whole world is the Word of God. That'll keep your face young. That'll keep your joints young, and it'll help you. It says, satisfies your mouth with good things. So Proverbs, Proverbs twelve eighteen says this. There is one that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. How many want to be wise? It says there's two ways you can talk. It says you can talk. Negative words, you can talk destructive words over your body, over your life, as like piercing your soul with daggers. Has anybody ever said things that you knew were wrong to say? I'm not talking about cusses. I'm talking about negative things about your life, your health. Just dumb, stupid things. When you do, you just got all the inside, you feel like you just stuck a dagger in your own heart. You hurt yourself. Well, that's what it's about these words. Remember, spiritual words are spiritual containers of the power of God. Well, on the negative side, they're spiritual containers of death. He says, but uh, the tongue of the wise is health. Brother Hagin used to always say when I went to his healing schools and his classes, Brother Hagin would say, say he'd read this verse say, if you want health, you've got to talk health. Amen. If you want health, you've got to talk health. And the center column says, the tongue of the wise promotes health. He satisfies your mouth with good things. Such so your youth has been nude like the eagles. And so with the things going on, 
you've got to say what God says about your life, about your health. Amen? And so, you must renew your mind and subdue your tongue, especially... I'm writing down things the Lord told me this morning, especially if you have received a serious diagnosis, you've got to speak the word only. Taught on that a couple weeks ago. You've got to renew your mind to the word of God. You've got to get your thoughts alive with the word of God. You've got to speak the word of God, especially if you've received a serious diagnosis. You've got to control your tongue. I always say faith doesn't deny things. Faith changes things. And it begins by getting God's word on healing in your heart, in your thinking, and speaking it out of your mouth. You've got to get God's word in your heart, in your thinking, and speaking it out of your mouth. You know, I think about, I don't like goofy iPhone spell check. Oh, I don't like that. You know, if I knew how to spell everything good, I wouldn't keep it on my phone. I'd take it off. But I know how to spell everything good, so it helps me. But every time they update it, I noticed several updates ago, everybody's got the same problem. You're saying things, and you think you've proofread it, and then when you send it, it's changed in the air. And it says something you really didn't want to say. And so then I said, Pastor Dave, well, this morning, so then it... One word changed the whole meaning of what I said. So I went back and changed it. I said, no, this is what I said. And so you need to have your mind set on word check. And if you begin to say something that's going to hurt your health, not contribute to your healing, then you need to control your mind quickly and say, nope. By his stripes I was healed. Has been laid on me. I'm getting better every day. Faith doesn't deny things. Faith changes things. So you can't deny what is. And, and you know, uh, I want to say this in a right way. You know, a lot of people, by the time they've got the disease, by the time they've got something on them, they want you to pray with them. That'll be a negative report. Well, if you've got something, you want to know what it is. So the doctors can help you, you can change it. Now, you understand the spirit of what I'm saying with that. See, that's a fear, that's almost a fear thing to go out speaking that, because if you've got something, it's got to be diagnosed. I'm so glad. Back on January the first of 2018, they found out what my problem was. I had blood cancer. I'm so glad they didn't say there's nothing wrong with you, because I knew there's something bad wrong with me. I didn't want a negative report. I wanted to find the report. I told them what to treat, because I used my faith. All I knew to use it. And I was on death's row at that time. If they didn't diagnose correctly what it was, I probably wouldn't be here today to be talking to you. And so you've got to know how to pray over things. And so you want a proper diagnosis. And the proper diagnosis is there's nothing there, then praise God. But if there's something there, and you went to the doctor to get treated, you don't want the doctor to lie to you. He's got to tell you what's going on there, because if your faith could have handled it, you wouldn't be there. Does that make sense to anybody here? We have to be able not to live a life of fear. And so if you're praying the doctors will find out what to do to help you, then be open to what it is. Faith doesn't deny. Faith changes. So if the doctor says, well, you're positive, they say, well, glory to God. I know how to change that. We'll get this changed. Amen? Amen. Just listen to the things I'm telling you. I'm telling you from the Word of God how to be healed, how to walk in things. And so if your mouth has never been right, Now's the time to start speaking health. Now. 
You need to speak health now before you get hit, but especially after you get hit. And so faith changes things. It begins by getting God's word in your heart, your thinking, and in your mouth. And so uh, I want to turn to a very familiar passage to most serious born-again Christians and remember that God satisfies your mouth with good things. I want you to look at Ephesians chapter 6. And this is, this is a familiar passage. I want to say it again to most, most serious born-again Christians. You know, uh, I was answering a uh, survey for Tony Cook today about, he, he's doing a thing, for, I'm on his preacher network thing, where he has a lot of preachers interaction. And he asked me, and uh, I don't usually respond to a lot of things like I just don't, but then he texted me today and said, said, would you answer this for me? Said, 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 you've got some wisdom. People really need to know what's going on. And, and so what we did last year to succeed as a church and keep going. And so anyway, I remember one part of what I told him is this. I said, I said, we had a lot of good communication. Pastor Dave, Katie, they had a good communication network set up to where people texted, called, stayed in constant contact with people all the time. And I said, actually, I said, people that hadn't been very hooked up before, a lot of them got hooked up now. They got serious. I said, people that didn't go to our church started coming. They got hooked up. I said, but the usual casual attenders that have always been that way, they're still casual attenders. You know, whether COVID or not COVID, there's some people that they'll come three or four times a year, or sometimes they'll hit a season where they come two or three months in a row, then you don't see them for a year. Then here they come again, they recycle back in. I said, basically things stayed the same there. Those people still did what they always did, so I don't blame it on quarantine, lockdowns. That's their lifestyle. That's how they live. And so that's why I made the statement, for most serious born-again Christians. They're familiar with Ephesians chapter 6. And how many know it talks about the armor of God? Ephesians 6 tells us that we're in a spiritual warfare. you got to put on God's armor. And so a lot of the things that you're familiar with, and I'm not, I'm not teaching on this chapter, but just what the Lord told me this morning to show you. Look at verse 16. It says, above all, so out of all the armor, God said, here's the number one piece of armor, above all. This is the number one piece you need to be familiar with, know what it's for, and know how to use it. I hope I got your attention. He said, above all of the spiritual armor, he said, above all, taking the shield of faith. And whenever I see that, when I was a baby Christian, here's what jumped off me about that. He said, taking the shield of faith. If I were in the Marines or the Army or one of the military things, and they gave me weapons, and they gave me protective things, they said, everybody take, everybody take up your armor. Well, what kind of a nut would not take the armor they gave them? And so God said, I've given the shield of faith. He said, take it. You see what I'm saying? Just because it's available to you as a believer doesn't mean you took it. Amen. Taking the shield of faith. Why? Wherewith? you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. As the most believers focus on the shield of faith, yet don't use it for its intended purpose. That's what God told me this morning. You can talk about the armor. You can say, I've got the armor of God. Well, it's one thing to have something. There's another thing not to use it. 
I'm talking about through the times we live in, live a lifestyle of healing and health. He said, take the shield of faith so you can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And so I want to go back. Uh, I want to go to the book of James, chapter 3. James, chapter 3. And look at the fiery darts of the wicked one, what they are, and you might, why you must train yourself to use the shield of faith to quench those darts. And keeping in mind some of what we look like to start off with in Psalms 103 says God satisfies your mouth with good things. He satisfies your mouth with good things so your youth is renewed like the eagles. And Proverbs 12:18, the tongue of the wise is health. The tongue of the wise is health. James chapter 3, I'm going to read verse 2 through 6. James chapter 3, I'm going to read these few verses right here and then talk about them. Keep it in mind, we're talking about divine healing, divine health, and how you can use the shield of faith. It says in verse 2, For many things we offend all. If you've got another translation, it probably says, In many things we stumble. And so if any man offend, not in word, if any man doesn't stumble in word, the same as a perfect man or a mature man, and able also to bridle the whole body. And so we're talking about the words of God coming out of your mouth will renew your youth like the eagle. We're talking about the words out of your mouth will promote healing and health. And he says, if any man, any woman, doesn't stumble with the words they speak, then they're a mature believer and they can control what goes on in their body. And as a pastor, for all my all my ministry life, because you gotta remember, I used to sit in your chairs before I preached up here. I was one of you out there. And still many times I'm one of you out there. And so I learned as a young Christian about my words. And so as a pastor, I cannot tell you how many times I've been introduced to people and they said, Hey, this 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 is my uncle, he's a preacher. This is my aunt. She's a pastor. And I hear the mouths of things they're saying. I thought, man, they're not even mature. How do I know they're not mature? Because of their words. He says you're a mature believer when you catch on to the value of your words and what they do. He says your words, death and life is the power of the tongue. He says your words will cause you to stumble in life or your words will control your body. Amen. And I'm not, I'm not preaching some kind of Christian science or anything. I'm preaching the Word of God. James said that your words will enable you to control what takes place in your body. Do you remember the ones that were here when I had that blood cancer thing going on back in 2018? I kept telling you, I said, the doctors are going to be looking at the microscope and they're going to see... What's the First Peter 2.24? This is strange. I've never seen that in the Bible. First Peter 2.24. What's that? By Jesus' stripes, Pastor Samples was healed. Well, they finally saw First Peter 2.24 in their microscope. Said my blood was healed. And then, when I had that heart attack, it had 99% of my main heart artery blocked. There should have been some serious heart damage. Number one, it shouldn't have lived. Number two, but it did live. 
should have been serious heart damage. The doctor told me, no damage, no damage. Do whatever you want to do. He told me I could swim, climb mountains, anything I want to do. He said I could do because there was no damage. What did I confess all the time about my body? By Jesus' stripes, body, you're healed. I was healed by Jesus' stripes. My words controlled what went on in my body. And I want to say it again. It's not positive thinking. I know a lot of positive thinkers that died young. I know a lot of positive thinkers got sick and, and they died. It's recognizing that words are spiritual containers of the power of God. And when they hit their intended target, they'll produce what the Word says they will produce. Amen. Amen. Is this getting it anybody where you're seeing things better? That's the whole purpose, not how good I can teach, but how good I can share what God has shown me over the years so you can get it, so you can have it. Amen? And so he says, able to bride the whole body. Behold, then he gives you two examples. We put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Well, we just got a new horse. And to me, all horses are big. But we got a new big horse. And this boy, this horse has more pep than the last one did. The last one was an old lady horse. This here's a young woman horse. And so this horse jumps more, runs more, etc., etc. But I noticed when Mrs. Pastor got on it last week, he put that bridle in his mouth. That was a little bridle, and that was a big horse. But that bridle controlled that whole horse. That's what he said. He said, your tongue's like that. Your tongue will control your body. And then it says, Behold also the ships, which though they be so great, and they are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, or a very small rudder, wheresoever the governor listeth, or the captain of the ship, wherever he turns that will, and that rudder turns, the ship goes. No matter how big the ship is, that little rudder controls the ship, and no matter how small it is, I learned that about a month ago. I got a couple little boats at my place. One of them is a paddle boat that my grandchildren go out on. And also big people do, too. I like the paddle boat, too. But anyway, one of the kids pulled the boat up too much on the land, and they got the rudder messed up on that little boat. And so I think I think it was about a bit Joel or one of them wanted to go out in it and uh, take it out of the lake the next time around. and said, Grandpa, Grandpa said it just goes around in circles. It just goes right. Said, said, I can't control it. Said, something broke. So I got out of the water and I looked at the little rudder and the little rod of steel went through it and it got bit and the rudder got bit because it got drug up on the ground. And so I flipped it up on the side and I got a tool and I straightened everything up, straightened the rudder up and controlled the boat again. And how many of you know with that example that your tongue is your rudder, controls your body. And if you're going around in circles about a hill and never getting it, Maybe you ought to make a correction on your rudder. Amen. And I tell you, I learned something years ago too. I've learned a lot of stuff years ago. I can say years ago because I've been older than most of you. But I learned this. If there's ever a problem of getting God's blessings manifested in my life, it's never on His end. It's always on my end. I'm the one that's got to fix the bridle. My tongue. I'm the one it's got to fix the rudder, my tongue. I'm the one that's got to change what's going on. Jesus, Mark eleven twenty three said, you'll have whatsoever you say. Amen. And so anyway, we're still, talk, we're still talking about the shield of faith. I'm going to get to that here where you see this. It says, <clears throat> even so the tongue is a little member and boasts with great things. 
Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Remember the fiery darts? Now we're getting back to the fiery darts, why you, have, why you need the shield of faith. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members. Over all the parts of our body, it says our tongue is the one thing that can set things on fire. It says among our members that it defileth the whole body, and the tongue of fire sits on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. That's fiery darts hitting the minds of a believer. And so he says sits on fire of nature. Living Bibles and some of these other translations say it like this. One little match could start a forest fire. And man, in California, we know that. It takes one little spark, one little flame, and then you've got fires of destruction that go on and on and on and on. Well, the Holy Spirit, through James, has compared your tongue and your life like those forest fires in a match. All it takes is your tongue set on fire the whole course of your life. And it says, now get this, it says that that fire comes from hell. The shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts. To quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And so, those fiery darts are negative thoughts from the devil aimed at your mind to try to get you to speak his words, his thoughts out of your mouth. How many have ever noticed yet that there's more than one thing in the spirit realm besides God's family? you got the devil's family. Ephesians chapter 6 talks about take the shield of faith to stand up against the enemy. It says to quench the fiery darts. And you know something, something that because of my strong, serious word of faith upbringing, I never say. Somebody, we are praying like, praying, well, I had a thought. Well, we're going to show you what to do with those thoughts. I don't trust the thoughts too much. I get an unction. I'm led by the Spirit of God. I pick up on things. Every thought you get is not your own. And not necessarily from God. Too many thoughts are fiery darts aimed at your mind to ignite your tongue to destroy your life. Look at Second Corinthians chapter 10. And this we'll be closing at. And this will show you exactly how to use the shield of faith that God gave you. Second Corinthians chapter 10. How to use the shield of faith. And I want to say this again. The Lord told me specifically this morning when I was looking, when he's giving me this sermon, that said many believers focus on the shield of faith, but don't even know how to use it. It said its intended purpose is to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Second Corinthians 10, verse 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. That means we live in an earth suit. Right now there's a COVID battle around us, but you've got to fight it with spiritual weapons. 
There's lots of civil unrest and not pleasant things going on in America right now. They're in the flesh world that we live in an earth suit, but we have to handle them for the spiritual realm. Can you see that? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or earthly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I like to say that verse this way, but mighty through God's word. Mighty through God's word to the pulling down of strongholds. And if you get a serious diagnosis and you haven't been well trained in the word of God, it'll get a strong hold on your thinking. It'll hold you strongly captive if you don't know how to handle things. And this goes through the financial arena, in the marriage arena, anything in your life. If you don't get control of what's up here, control what comes out of here, then there's a very strong hold on you. That's a stronghold. That's when the enemy is holding you strongly captive. And he tells us how to get out of these strongholds. He says, casting down imaginations. You notice the first part of imaginations is image. When you begin to dwell on negative news too long, you start getting an image in your mind. You start getting a picture. You start seeing yourself with COVID. You start seeing yourself in a hospital. You start seeing yourself going down and not up. You start seeing yourself as a mess. But if you begin to focus, it says, it says God's word. Mighty through God's word to the point out of strongholds. You start focusing on healing verses. You start watching these healing sermons. You start looking at these, these notes you take. All of a sudden that image begins to change. You're getting the image. Well, I'll never get that. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Even if it's not through, the Spirit of God in me will knock it out. You start getting an image of healing. You start getting an image of life. An image of health. Through God's Word. That's what the shield of faith does. And so it says, cast down images, imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is God's word. When you've got the knowledge of God in you, then you know, knows, knows the first part of knowledge. You know what God says. What does God say about the believer in COVID? Well, God says one thing. In Psalms 91, if you're a Psalms 91 person, no plague shall come nigh your dwelling. But then if it does, Psalms 103, the benefits, heals all my diseases. First Peter 2.24, by stripes I was healed. James 5.14.50, call for the elders, go and fall. Prayer of faith heals the sick. And so see, the shield of faith held up there, if you know the word of God, speak of the word of God against what's attacking you, that's the shield of faith. It quenches those darts that hit your mind. Amen, amen, amen. It says, cast it out imaginations. Every high thing exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring it into captivity every thought. You captive the thoughts. Bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Jesus is the word. You bring every thought captive to obey the word of God. That's how you control your body, what takes place in your body with your tongue. The shield of faith, that fiery dark comes, and believe me, in my life, I've had the opportunity to use that shield too many times, more than I'd like, but I knew what to do. David got healed through it. I got healed through it. My family's been healed through it. And so I'm telling you now, you, as believers, 
not only take the shield of faith, you use it. You speak out of your mouth what God says in spite of anything comes your way. And not based upon pastor samples, based upon God's word. God said, your mouth can control what takes place in your body. Use your mouth. Amen, amen, amen. Pastor Dave, we've got to shut her down. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.